This episode of Plain Talk is brought to you by UAS Aerial Photography, your locally licensed drone operators. They can be found at wacouas.com. That's W-A-C-O-U-A-S.com. Phone number is 254-412-8190, 254-412-8190. Find them on Facebook at Waco UAS. Hello and welcome to Plain Talk with Thomas and Clay. And uh, today we have a very special guest with us, Eric. Uh, he is going to be talking to us about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to drone flying. Before we get started, though, we have a little disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the podcasters and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the United States government. Uh, the reason we have to say that today is because uh, Eric happens to be the owner of UAS Aerial Photography and an air traffic controller for the FAA. Yes. So uh, today we're going to start out uh, with a couple of questions we have for him. Sure. And uh, first one is why are drones important? And uh, why are drones an important addition to the aviation community? Sure. So you know, uh, drones coming in are are pretty new. Uh, it's getting really popular lately, and uh, with these things coming in, it from what I think it's just, it makes everything cheaper and faster. Um, your average person can really get enough knowledge, simple enough to go out and work these things. Um, and at this point, your, your average drone that you can get for less than a thousand dollars can go out and do what a helicopter would do for tens of thousands of dollars. Um, so it, it brings a lot of the costs down for a wide variety of things. And, uh, with also that being on the hobby side too, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like having an RC plane. You know, someone can go out and they can bring it to, you know, an RC field or, you know, even fly it around their house. And, uh, do it as a hobby. Okay. Yeah. So why is it that you think that what these new drones are coming out with and why, why they're, they're getting smaller, why do you think they get such a bad rap in the media? Sure. Well, one, cause it's media. Okay. You know, uh, interesting news is usually something bad. Um, you know, it's think of it this way. You could have a hundred drone flights and they all go well. Well, who's going to make a story on that? The one that goes bad. Exactly. You're going to get one guy that goes out and does something you know, illegal or irresponsible causes a problem and right. it's going to make it on the news and it's going to get, you know, a lot of attention. Yeah. I think a couple of weeks ago we had talked about, uh, the drone, the, the couple that was flying a drone over Gatwick airport and hit an airplane. Yeah. That's see, that's why I made the news because it happened and it was negative. Um, that's, it's just a lot of what you see is, uh, what can we make a story on? What's interesting? What are people going to pay attention to? And, uh, it's usually the negative. Right. And that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty apparent in aviation as a whole, because if you ever notice a lot of people have fears of flying based off of the crashes that they see or right. any kind of air incident and like a, the media really sensationalizes anything yeah. bad. And that's, like I said, like that's a lot of reason why people have fear of flying because they don't realize that throughout one year, there's over like what, 3 million flights. And mm -hmm. if they get one bad one out of that, you know, nobody talks about the good stuff, but as yeah. soon as something bad happens and that's. Right. But then there are people like the landing clappers, you know, mm -hmm. they, they sit down <laughs> and, and if you, if you clap when the pilot lands the airplane, you are the worst kind of human. Yeah. The worst <laughs> kind of human. So these Rick, you talked about like recreational and then commercial. So sure. what are the main differences between like part 107 flying, uh, that we know for the, through the FAA, and then just regular recreational drone flying. Joe Schmo going out to the backyard yep. and taking his drone off. So, and this is actually something that's caused a lot of confusion in the drone industry for, for pilots. And uh, it's the intent of the flight. 
And that is the, the biggest thing is what are you going to be using this flight for? I can take one of my commercial drones out and I can go fly it for fun all day, every day, whenever I want to and do whatever I want with it, really. Um, but if I'm taking video and I decide to use that video for my business, well, then I'm commercial. Okay. And then I'm, I have to abide by the rules of the FAA Part 107. Um, and that's where all the confusion comes because people say, well, I want to do this as a hobby, but can I? Because I registered it with yeah. the intent of commercial use. Well, that doesn't matter. It's the intent of each individual flight. So the, so the differences being that we, okay, well, I'm just going to go out there and go fly it. And even if I have it registered or whatever, if I plan to do a uh, flight at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. If we, have, if we plan to do a flight that's just, oh, I'm going to go fly it around and show my family some video that I took, mm-hmm. that's completely different than, oh, I'm going to go take this video and use it for some sort of promotional thing for exactly. a company or yeah. for and, myself. Yeah, and even, so let's just say, uh, I'm up by the lake one day and I'm flying as a hobby. Okay. Um, I can do that. But I take that video three months down the road and I decide to use it for marketing, put it on my Facebook page, put it on the website, whatever, or sell it. Well, then that changed the intent of the flight. So I can inadvertently break an FAA rule three months after I did it because then that flight is then commercial. Commercial. And it's interesting he says that because there was one time we went out to Lake Waco Mm -hmm. and we took a video of the sunset going right along the coast and we're sitting there minding our own business. We're not bothering anybody. That lady? Yeah, not doing low hovers over anybody and this lady and her whatever comes up just (laughs) absolutely like... She lost her mind. Yeah, she was was, was threatening to call the cops and she was like, well, blah, blah, blah. We were spying on her because she was in a bathing suit at the lake. Yeah, oh she was God. like, y'all are a bunch of perverts. And that, that's another thing. Is like, drones get a bad rep for that. Like, we we viewed the footage, and there was maybe like one second or less than that right. where they, she was actually in camera view. Yeah. And, and, but the other part of that, too, was once she's out in public, well, I fly in public. Yeah. It's public I'm not property. spying on anybody. I mean, that. It's not like you're hovering over her house right. and you're like looking at oh, windows. I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like you're over there and you're like, oh, I'm going to go right up to her window right. and fly, and then I'm going to yep. go up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just. That was that's interesting. Common though. Sense. That that's, was really interesting time. That's, that's almost common sense. You <laughs> it was think? the funniest thing ever, though. Honestly, she was so mad, and her friend was like, "Dude, just calm down." Yeah. 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 She was like, "Oh, I'm calling the cops." We even gave her a business card and everything. It was like, "Look, if you have a problem," she's like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna call the owner." Okay. What's his name? And, yeah. And Eric was like, "Eric, yeah, that's well, me. Well, What's your name?" Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So why why is it important that we hire licensed drone operators if we're doing something commercial rather than you just going out and doing it yourself? Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> one of the risks that you take if, if you do it yourself is, you know, if you're not licensed, you haven't gone through the process that was required through the FAA to get your license, and in that is a learning curve. Someone that doesn't know anything has to take the time. You know, probably take a course. You don't have to take a course. You can self-teach yourself this stuff. Right. Um, but if you don't hire somebody that's licensed, for one, if you're doing it for yourself and you just need the footage for whatever, you know, you should, really should just do the right thing because it's required. Two, let's say you're um, a real estate company. Okay. And, and you're wanting to put some stuff out there. Uh, if you screw up using that drone commercially, unlicensed, you're going to be held responsible if anything happens. Right. Nelson, they'll send people out to come find you. They absolutely will. These things are tracked. They have GPS on them and all information can be subpoenaed. Yep. So, I mean, if you don't hire the, if you don't hire somebody and you just decide to take the risk yourself, 
you're breaking the rules, you're running a huge risk and uh, you're better off just hiring somebody because somebody out there will do it the right way. Right. So the, you, you had talked a little bit about this, but like, what are the benefits of having the drone license other than just the commercial versus recreational? Is, is there something else that goes into it other than just the, oh, I'm going to go take my drone and fly that is applied to the commercial part of it? Yeah. I mean, it, again, that goes back to the intent of the flight. So if you, if you go out and you get your 107, you can still fly as a hobbyist. Cool. You could have done that from the, from the get-go. But if you go out and get your license, you learn so much more about what you can and can't do, where you should and shouldn't fly. You know, all the rules that go into it, the, the safety of the flight, you learn a lot about that. And that's the benefit of actually going out and do it, even if you don't need it. Right. Go out and learn what you're doing because I guarantee you there's stuff that you don't know. And right. you can get paid just like an a, like for flying. Mm-hmm. You it's illegal to get paid without a Part 107 operator's license. Like yep. you can't if you have your private pilot, you can't pay any less than the pro rata share of the cost of a flight. And if you're a drone hobbyist and you start trying to solicit services, it's illegal at that. Point. That is illegal. Yes. Right. So. It, Interesting fact for those who actually have a private pilot license, it's actually free to get, and you don't have to take the uh, 107 test. You don't have to go to a CAT center and go take it. If you have an IACRA that's already been endorsed and you already have your private pilot's license, you can go in there and just apply just like you would for a private pilot license for the part 107 license and take the test online. And then the, you just have to have your instructor go in and authorize it. Right. But if you, Thomas, that's what you did, right? Yeah. Well, since I'm my private, all I did was go through the FAA. I took that, I don't know, it's like a 30 question test, right. <laughs> 30 question test. And you have to score above a 90% on it, mm-hmm. did that. And then they issued my certificate. It's yeah. really, it's really easy because the thing is the, the knowledge that's required is standard for a private pilot. So it's understanding airspace, understanding operations like that. So it's really nothing more than understanding like having some like a spotter that has view of the the drone at all times and just little nicks yeah. and knacks that come with the drone operations. But other than that, if you have your private pilot, it's, it's you don't have to take a written. Right. It's free online. You just do it through the FAA and there yeah. you go. And, yeah. and from what I understand, I think the, the 107 test is a portion of a sport pilot's license. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, it's all wrapped together. And if, and it's like he said, it's basic knowledge. And then, uh, in addition to what you have on your private pilot, it's okay. Airspace requirements for the drone versus what you can fly in like a regular airplane. Right. So it's all, it's all together. In your opinion, what would be like the best drones and like, why are the cheap Chinese drones becoming like more of a nuisance to the drone market than like the full size DJI or unique drones. Right. So, you know, you know, like you said two companies right there, DJI unique, um, and even parrot parrot is a lower end of, uh, some good drones, but uh, you know, when you get to these, you know, the lower knockoff, you know, less than a hundred bucks for a drone that they market as a really good one with a camera and whatnot. I mean, they're not so much a nuisance, but you're getting what you pay for. Like, you know, it, it's going to crash once and, it, and it's done forever. There's no customer support. DJI and Unique and, uh, and even Parrot, their, their customer support that you're you're getting from them is really what you're paying for. They got really good equipment inside the drone. Their cameras are really good. Um, but if anything happens down the road, the company's there to back you. Right. And now even the, the, the drones, the newer drones have transponders in them that can talk with ATC. Yep. ADS-B is a thing for drones. Absolutely. And they even have WASP GPSs that you can fly basically like if you were 
flying an airplane, you were flying a, an RNAV approach. You could basically do the same thing with a, with a drone. Yep. They're, they're becoming aircraft. And I know, uh, I think there was a company that Thomas and I had talked about a couple of episodes back about these drones that were basically helicopters, but they were drones with... Uh, basically the same computers that are inside the DJI drones, but they put a full-size person in them and they use the GPS technology of these drones to fly around as full-size aircraft. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the equipment that's in these things, is it's remarkable. Uh, what they can do, I mean, these things can fly around autonomously. Right. You know, I, I, I did a flight where uh, I, I followed my drone for a long ways. Uh, it was a 28-minute flight and it was all pre-mapped coordinates altitudes, turns, you know, which way the camera was facing. And uh, it was sitting in my front yard. I pushed a button and I put my remote down. 20 minutes later, after following my drone around, this thing flew 11 miles and landed right back in my front yard. And I did absolutely nothing. It was within a five foot square, I'm sure. You know, it was crazy. Like it was, it, it was probably actually less than that. I would say within two feet of where those landing gear actually were is where it set right down and shut off. Wow. And it's, and it's just automatic. It's all it done. It did it all on its own. And, and there are other features that they can do. I know with the DJI, there's like a rotation mode where you just tap on whatever you want. Yep. And the camera sensor is smart enough to know that, oh, I want to watch whatever it is that's going on and I'm going to follow it. Or I'm going to circle around it. Or I'm going to sit and hover above a point. Right. And then it's, and it'll fly itself. Yep. So imagine what we can do in the general, what they're going to do in the general aviation market. Do you think that's going to be the future? It, you know, it, with personal air travel, at least it's just, it has to be, you know, the, the technology that's in them now and the uses that they have is phenomenal. It's, it's going to be the future of aviation is going to include drones. Um, it's, it's just going to happen. You know, it's, it's, it's too easy to bring them in and the knowledge is out there. It just has to be done responsibly. Right. And then the, the technology has just got to get a little bit better before the, you know, the batteries right. are reliable enough. Yep. You got to have enough reliability is probably the biggest issue because going back to those Chinese, you know, knockoff drones, cheap ones, they're not reliable. Things happen with those. You know, you lose a signal on a cheap drone. It's going to keep flying until it runs out of battery. You pay your money and you pay for a good drone, something like DJI. It stops, it hovers, it comes back and it'll land if it has to. Right. And it's got all those smarts built into the drone. Yep. So why do you think it's important to kind of educate yourself before going and flying your drone? Well, you know, I, I think we've, uh, we've seen the aftermath of, uh, an inexperienced person flying a drone and, uh, that goes on the news. Yeah. You know, uh, if you don't know what you're doing, things can happen. If you're flying at the wrong spot, uh, you're flying higher than you should be. You don't have a vertical line of sight of your drone. Um, things happen. And unfortunately people can get hurt. Uh, it, a small drone can take down a very large aircraft and that's the reality of it. Um, so if you don't educate yourself and you don't learn what you're doing, learn the rules, you know, what's around you. Some people don't even know that there's an airport near them. Right. And you know, and flying a, a drone right on final at you know, 1200 feet. That's going to cause a big issue. Huge. And they're, and We've it's basically it. like hitting a, an, a bird with an airplane. It's hitting a solid bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause a bird at least has some flesh. It's got some go mush. somewhere. Yeah. 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 But no, it's plastic a, and metal. A drone's going to just go bam and hit something. Yep. And there, there are even videos on the FAA's website and the NTSB's website that show just the carnage that happens when you hit this little plastic, you think is a plastic drone. Yep. You think it's going to be something small and it's just going to bounce off, right. but you can see the carnage that it does to the aircraft aluminum and just Absolutely. wrinkles the crap out of everything. Yeah. You know, these things are, you know, anywhere from five to 10 pounds. I mean, there's, there's heavy lift drones that are way 
way heavier than that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, anything that's around five pounds, you know, an aircraft doing 300 miles an hour, smacking into one of those things, it does real damage. Yep. yep. So for the parents out there, do you, would you advise them to get them a drone, to get their kid a drone or? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Do it. I would get one of the, there's little ones. I mean, you, they can still use, uh, like a first person point of view camera and they're, they're real cheap, real cheap. And, uh, before I, and when I initially started flying drones, that's my uncle. He's, uh, uh, he works in the, for BNSF and he's top, like high up in the drone operations for BNSF, uh, railroad. He had me flying those before I ever flew a drone. And man, I would just whip that thing around doing loops around the house, trying to get close to objects, back up, hover, all of that. And, and this, the controls are a lot different than like say you got a DJI Maverick or something right. like that. Uh, they're a lot more uh, sensitive. The the drone is subject more to like ceiling fans. And so if like downdrafts will, will make it fluctuate while the DJI Mavericks and, and those kind of drones, the, the well, well-made ones will actually uh, correct for those kind of- Right, the gyros kinda, inside. Yeah, the gyros and, inside yep. will correct for it. But just to get started, if you can fly, and that's the thing you told me, said if you can fly these little cheap drones, uh, then you're, you'll be fine flying yeah. a bigger drone. So, so, so it's an education thing. Do, yeah. 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 So so if you get your kid a drone, get them one of the smaller ones and yeah. like do it in the house. Don't yeah. do it. Don't get do them it interested. Outside. Get them yeah. involved. Get them, uh, get them thinking. How does this thing work? Why does it work? You know, get, you know, get their mind going. Absolutely. Because uh, a kid now, they're going to grow up. They're going to know all about these things. Get them started early. Right. Yeah, definitely. So kind of tying on to that, what are the repercussions if you accidentally do fly somewhere you're not supposed to do or when you're not supposed to do? So, you know, the, uh, the FAA has, has come out with their own set of rules and, uh, you know, they work with your local PD. Um, long story short, you know, you, you might get a letter starting off, you know, saying, Hey, you screwed up, you know, this is, this is what you need to do. Um, and this is how you screwed up. And then, uh, if it continues or if it's bad enough the first time you can get a fine, there's uh, possible jail time. Uh, it's taken very seriously because, uh, you are affecting not only the people in the air, but what happens in the air, everything comes down. Like hitting a commercial aircraft. Exactly. So, uh, the, the repercussions are real. They are there. They're not a joke and, uh, something that you should definitely take seriously. Okay. So what, what should I do if I want to get into drone flying and doing it safely? And are there clubs out there? Are there people who teach classes on how to operate drones? What, what would be the best thing for me to like get into drones if I don't know that I really want to go purchase a big one or even right. purchase one of the smaller ones, but I want to try it out for one? Yeah. Do your, just, you know, start off with your basic research. Uh, look online. Find out what, the, what it is that you're trying to do. Um, there's clubs out there. There's uh, you could do go through the Academy of Model Aeronautics. Um, you know, here in Waco, we have a uh, RC field. That's an AMA field, and they actually do flight instruction out there. They will teach you the rules of model aviation. Um, you know, you can go online. You can find a course. The FAA provides a course. Uh, one of the courses that I did was federal drone registration, and it was a full. I mean, it, it took me days to go through this course, and it was I think 21 classes. Um, and with that, you get your, uh, your registration certificate and they teach you everything you need to know so you can prepare for your 107 test. Okay. Yep. Well, awesome. Well, I think that's all the questions we have. Should we go on to, uh, the week in aviation, Tom? 
I reckon so. All right. So as most people know, the government shutdown here in the U.S. has gone on for the longest it has ever gone. 22 days today, and today is, uh, we're recording this on uh, Sunday, January 13th of 2019. We're officially in day 22 of the government shutdown. And that has affected a lot of people because a lot of the government workers aren't going to work. A lot of the, all the national parks are closed. And most importantly, I think, for especially everybody's safety is the air traffic controllers are not getting paid. As it sits right now, uh, that's that's what it's looking like, yeah. So there, these people, they are the ones who make sure that all of the flights across the United States happen safely and effectively and make sure that people get from A to B safely. And they're not getting paid. They're basically volunteer air traffic controllers at, at this, this point. At this point, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... What is what do you think that that people as I mean, in, especially in your workplace, I'm sure that there is some kind of grievances and people are like grumbling about, OK, I'm not getting paid now. Sure. But in the future, does it look OK? Are you, are you all going to be OK? You know, I think, you know, looking back at this, you know, if we look five years ago, we're going to say, remember that shutdown? That sucked. Well, it's not the first time. You know, and, and it's not. And it's going to happen again. Uh, you know, the main thing is just to maintain the safety of the uh, safety of the air, airspace. And, uh, you know, it's it's human factors are real. So, you know, there's, there's added stress to that. And uh, it's always in the back of your mind because, you know, it's it's our well-being at that point. But, right. you know, we have a we have a job to do. So you maintain that. And uh, so professionalism is the name of the game. That is absolutely. Yeah. It just kind of sucks. Our baton waivers aren't getting paid. You know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're the ones who make the real money down there. The oh, guys yeah. who are in the yellow vests and yeah. they have their orange wands. Those are the guys that make the real bucks out Absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. You know, they they make sure that the airplanes don't touch each other. Mm-hmm. That's their job. That's their job. Yeah, we just you know? look at TVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, all all they do is tell blips not to go over each other. That's all right. they all all the air traffic easy, controllers so. do. You know? Oh, is it? I'm sure it is. <laughs> Four years of training for uh, for turn, blip, turn left for, heading uh, zero five zero. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just repetitive. You're you're cleared to the Dallas airport as filed. As filed. As you filed always give filed. them as filed or GPS direct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Please. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm not gonna have your. Uh, the thing about it is y'all can y'all can enjoy this. Y'all y'all are in a, a very unique position. We can enjoy the shutdown. You can, yeah, because you can <laughs> wow. you can play tricks. So you okay. Can, wow. You, you can. I'm gonna. Uh, I've got a, about a 55 minute delay for you. You're just gonna. You can shut down right there, and uh, I'll get your clearance in about 50 minutes here. <laughs> yeah. No, that goes back to the professionalism. Yeah. No, we we can't do that. Yes. Well, thank you again, Eric, for coming, and thank you all for listening to this week of Plain Talk. Thanks for listening to Plain Talk. If you like what you heard, give us a review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or leave us a comment over on Anchor. We'll be releasing new podcasts every Wednesday and Saturday.